Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Inside the Box podcast, a guest podcast series hosted by the King's College History Society that will explore the impact art and music had on the revolutionary and social movements in Latin and South American countries in and around the year 1973. This podcast is in conjunction with the Thinking Inside the Box project and exhibition, a co-curricular project between King's College London, Leeds University, and Queen Mary University in close partnership with Senate House Library that takes a deep dive into their largely unknown yet expansive collection of Latin American political posters and pamphlets of the mid-20th century. Our podcast's first guest is Dr. Katia Chornik, general editor of Cantos Cautivos, or Captive Songs, a digital platform that compiles testimonies of musical experiences in political detention and torture centers in Chile under the dictatorship of Augusto Pinochet. Developed initially in collaboration with the Museum of Memory and Human Rights in Santiago, Chile, the project was conceptualized by Katia as part of her postdoctorate at the University of Manchester. She currently directs and edits the bilingual digital platform and sat down to talk with us a little bit more about the projects Cantos Cautivos is currently working on. Here is our talk with Dr. Katia Chornik. So thank you, Katia, for joining me today. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about you, this project? Um, so uh, I uh, have been uh, uh, linked to this this topic of music in, in, in detention, music, memory, and human rights for several decades uh, on and off. The official start, if you call it, if you can call it, uh, was the early 2000s. Uh, I was doing a, a master's at the uh, Royal Academy of Music and uh, just by chance fell into my hands uh, a biography of, of the violinist Alma Rosé. Um, who um, perished during the Holocaust. She was a very famous Austrian violinist. Um, in the 30s, 40s, she, uh, she, she, uh, she directed a, a touring orchestra of, of, of women, and because she had Jewish ancestry, she, um, she, uh, she was in prison. She, she also came from, from a very famous family. She was the niece of of Gustav Mahler and her, her own father was a, the the um, concert master of the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. So um, she um, became a prisoner and uh, founded uh, the Women's Orchestra in, in Auschwitz. So I, I was very intrigued by this this, this story uh, and and started um, having very uh, vivid experiences through the book. Um, so although it was a different period, I started making connections with uh, with my 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 distant relatives um, who um, had to flee uh, Europe as a result of, of anti-Semitism. And although there was a gap of of, uh, of several decades, uh, around four or five decades between my relatives emigrating to South America, and events uh, narrated in the book, I, I I started making connections and became very interested in in family history, in my family history. And and at the, at that point, at at some point, I uh, realized that um, 
the story that I really needed to look at was the story of my own parents. My 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 parents were both political prisoners in Chile um, before I was born, and uh, I realized that I needed to look into that, and 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 I started researching the 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 the. The two situations and 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 looking at both situations was was also a practical, a practical decision because uh, at the time in the early two thousands uh, there was hardly any, any work um, on uh, music uh, in political detention centers in Chile. Of course, there was a wealth of of research on the Holocaust case, but but the, it it was almost uh, a desert in terms of, of of previous work there were testimonies and so on but there wasn't there wasn't research so um I started that project uh, I also did uh, I mean I, I wrote my 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 dissertation on that um then that developed into a a project for the BBC world service uh, in Spanish the Latin American service uh, and I then Kind of put that aside for for a very very long time. So I had my PhD in the middle on on something completely different, and around the time of the 40th anniversary of of the coup, so um, uh, that's uh, yeah 2013, a little bit before I started um, um, becoming, I, I I became interested in 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 developing the the topic further. Uh, so um, I did a, a postdoc, a uh, um, fellowship at the University of Manchester. And that was like the 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 big the, the second big um, um, stage of 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 the project and also my journey through this this uh, of course this research, but it's also a personal exploration. Uh, at the time, uh, the Museum of Memory and Human Rights had had launched uh, a, a, an online crowdsourcing project um, all around memories of exile. Uh, so I had participated in the in that in that project. So that was the year before um, Canto Cautivo, so Captive Song started. So that prompted the idea of of doing an, an online crowdsourcing project. All around uh, music, so um, 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 I worked with the museum for for over a year, uh, and um, and yeah, it's it's been very interesting um, to um, uh, to work on this project. So um, the 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 way. Um, I mean, has 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 had several phases. Uh, the the first first phase, um, we we focus on 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 doing a very strong media campaign, um, in order to uh, to spread the word as widely as possible. And we did it through uh, through the media. Yeah. So um, mm. we had we had um, we had the archive uh, up and running. Uh, but uh, we had no content, so um, so that's that's why lots of people um, um, share the stories, uh, of visual material, uh, audio material, uh, just because they read um, uh, an article um, in the paper or heard something in the in the news um, um, on the radio or TV. Several 
former political prisoners were uh, directly involved in the um, making suggestions for the design of 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 the of the website and the way website slash archive uh, involved in 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 the narrative the explanatory the explanatory narratives um how is contextualized the material and so on uh, there are former political prisoners involved in the advisory um, uh, board, uh, which uh, has a, a, has had a, a key role in, on several occasions, um, basically ad, uh, advising on on course of, of action. One of the the, the milestones was when uh, in in two thousand and sixteen we made the entire site and the entire archive bilingual because until then was only available in Spanish. So that that opened uh, many doors. Uh, well, we had a lot of, of, of media uh, attention. We also uh, got an invitation to um, share our material um, um, with the, uh, the British Museum. So we participated in an exhibition all about dissent um and we know that the 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 archive is is used in 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 um, uh in education as a, as a pedagogical materials as well as a research material uh in chile and in in different countries uh, so for instance the states so that wouldn't have been possible without uh the archive becoming um bilingual so there's been a huge huge uh uh, well, very, very hard work to uh, to make this 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 material in English. How would you say music or art in general can contribute to and sustain revolutionary movements or or any types of resistance against injustice? Music has an obvious political power. It can it can make people get together, it can galvanize feelings, it can um, unite feelings and so on. Now, whether the music can change the world, that's a bigger question. And that's a question that lots of people have uh, have uh, on. Uh, so I, I, um, a dear friend of mine, um, Ed Vulliami, um, who wrote a beautiful book called When Words Fail, and uh, uh, he, um, in that book, he um, he narrates uh, a collection of uh, musical experiences uh, he had uh, while being a, a war correspondent in 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 different part of of the world, and. Um, uh, and he asked himself, like, well, there's such, such, uh, there's so much very good protest music. How come there are still wars? Uh, how how come the world is still so violent and so on? And um, so he asks uh, precisely that question: whether music can change the world. And his answer is, uh, is probably not. But however, it can change the landscape. And and I fully agree with him that he can, he can, he, he has a lot of power, but 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 um, depends. I mean, how how you define power, how how you want to evidence uh, that that change.
Katya. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, my name <laughs> my name is Cynthia Lacutir. I'm from Colombia and I study uh, my MA to as James uh, in Stratcom. How do you think that music resonates with uh, the Estadio Social that just happened in Chile? And how would you compare what happened during the during that period in the 70s with what happened <laughs> during uh, the 2019 Estadio Social in Chile? How would you say that music contributed to um, arrange social movements into um uh, against the, the government of, of Piñera? Yeah, well, f first of all, there were direct quotations from uh, from the 70s, well, even uh, late 60s, um, to certain certain anthems that were very popular during the, uh, uh, during the campaign of, of Salvador Allende, the, um, the president that uh, was over, over, overthrown by, by Pinochet. Uh, so uh, one of the most um, widely sung uh, songs was was El Derecho de Vivir en Paz, the right um, to live in peace, um, written by uh, Victor Jara, uh, who was a political prisoner uh, and one of the most uh, well-known victims of the dictatorship. He was killed in the very first few days of of the dictatorship so um uh, people were um singing that that song um in in um, really massive demonstrations um but also solo i mean there is there is a, there is a very interesting video of uh, i think it's a trombone player uh solo <laughs> yeah in the middle of the street um and you see the the the, the tanks um in the background uh, there was a soprano who was caught uh, um, singing El Derecho de Vivir en Paz uh, in her balcony. Um, uh, I think even the National Opera House uh, um, played a, a recording through loudspeakers. Um, so direct quotation of that. So th there was also direct quot quotation of of uh, the most uh, famous band uh, of the eighties, Los Prisioneros, the Prisoners, which is um, I believe is very popular in in Colombia. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, some I I I also heard that 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 some of this uh, soundtrack uh, uh, migrated to uh, to Colombia that had. Uh, 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 had a, a knock-on effect on in in, in protests as well. Um, so um, so that musically, but but um, uh, there never been so much violence since the dictatorship uh, during the, uh, the the 2019 uprising. So for many people, seeing uh, seeing seeing the military. Um, uh, in the streets, uh, the level of violence, um, um, the um, the arbitrary, the number of arbitrary detentions, um, direct attacks on 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 people. I mean, the the police, and the military were were shooting directly to people's faces. Uh, that was reminiscent of of the violence uh, lived during the dictatorship. So. Um, 
uh, and and again, like like the the, the reasons for the uh, the uh, the protests um, are rooted in the the very radical reforms that the Pinochet dictatorship uh, made, um, which are still on, and we still have the same constitution, and the, the model is 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 is. I mean, it has been reformed. It has been developed, but but essentially is is a model of of the dictatorship. I wanted to um ask uh about uh, some of the allies that Cantos Cautivos has. Um, it's very interesting how you got to, uh, like the project got to um, uh, maybe form alliances on different aspects. So with universities, with museums. Uh, how does these alliances work? Like, uh, what do what does Cantos Cautivos um, do <laughs> with those alliances, and what do they um, do? They give the funds to to Cantos Cautivos. Do they become a platform in which you can uh, show the work that uh, that the group has done? If you can talk a little bit more, because it's really really interesting that most of them are um think tanks or museums or uh there's a really really variety of uh allies so if you if you could just explain a bit of how you work with them it'll be great yeah um um our we call it our friends yeah uh we do not um work um we do not, um, so our friendships are not related to funding. So it's more about uh, doing events together or getting getting the expertise uh, or collaborating with them, uh, sometimes retweeting things on social media. So they post or, or vice versa, that, that kind of, um, or uh, association of, um, of um, Political prisoners who have contributed to the to the, uh, the the project. I mean, many of them do not have um, um, an online presence, uh, but those that have an are more organized. Uh, then we ask if they want to be our friends, our online friends. We we are members of the International Coalition of Sites of Memory, so we we have done uh, several events um uh, together or um or projects um so I remember once once um participated uh with with um, um one of the directors in a, um, a place to a, a a new site of memory in in Turkey in Istanbul so um uh, or, or contributing to webinars um around memory topics there has been a shift. Um, I mean, this is not just in Chile, but, but globally, uh, towards the more personal uh, types of of of, of experiences are uh, uh, recorded in in archives as well as museums. Um, and I mean, in the case of 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 Chile, for many decades, the uh, the only Testimonies that were valued at, uh, were the testimonies that that had um, 
that were useful for uh, processes, judicial processes um, uh, relating to the disappeared um, and uh, uh, for court uh, 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 for court purposes. Uh, so a uh, lot of people self-censored their own experiences because how um why would my experience be important if uh, the person I was with uh, was killed or disappeared um so um uh, it's it's uh, I, I mean I think it's it's it's, it's just uh, our, our our project uh, fits into that 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 change of of of, of approach uh, there is also um, an aspect to consider, which is uh, well, we are approaching the uh, the fiftieth anniversary of of the coup. Um, many people who 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 were in this in these places uh, are very old, ill. Many have died. Uh, I mean, there are several people uh, who contributed to to my project who are who have already passed away. Uh, so there is that 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 uh, that value as well of, of preserving preserving these these uh, these memories, these materials as well, the the um, the, the audio material, the visual material, uh, before people pass away, and that's important for um, not just for for um, for the descendants, but for the wider world. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's. Uh, um, I mean, now with the 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 fiftieth anniversary uh, year, uh, it's, it's it's it really started. I mean, although the anniversary is in September, but it, it started. Uh, it has already, uh, it has already started, and and I think it's 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 um, well, it's very healthy that 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 uh, society um, debates how. Um, how how this past is 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 interpreted is remembered. Thank you very much, Katya. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add at all, or anything you you'd in particularly like to talk about? Well, just to extend an invitation to uh, to listeners to uh, explore and and enjoy the archive. Well, was very happy to hear. Uh, comments, suggestions for improvement, and yeah, and thank you very much for for having me. Thank you for your time, Katya. It was really a pleasure to talk with you. Likewise, bye, Katya. If you'd like to check out the work that Cantos Cautivos does, go to c a n t o s c a u t i v o s dot org. Cantos dot org. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. We'll see you next time.